y'all. We are Megan and Ashley, and you are listening to The Connected Life, a podcast from Connection Point Church. At Connection Point Church, we believe that being a disciple of Christ isn't about what you do, but investing in three key relationships. So we believe that if we are faithfully and intentionally pursuing our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with ourselves and who God says we are, and our relationship with others, we will grow as a follower and disciple of Christ. Yep, here we hope that you will find encouragement from regular people just like you who are on a journey from where they are to where God wants them to be. Welcome back to The Connected Life. We are in episode four. Woohoo! Yes, so exciting. This is so fun, and we have loved just getting to spend time with you guys, and hopefully we're encouraging you um, as you fight to have healthy relationships with God, with yourself, and with others. Yeah, we are so excited about the episode for today. Um, Today, we're going to get to hear from our worship pastor, also my husband, (laughs) and he's going to just share what he has been learning, what God's been teaching him um, recently, and then we're also going to talk about what self-care looks like. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about discipleship and what that looks like practically in our day-to-day life. It's going to be a great episode. Yes, very exciting. Um, so we'll go ahead and get started. We, like Megan said, we're excited to have Joey here in studio with us. Sounds so official. So legit. Um, so you Joey, can- why don't you just start out, um, introduce yourself for the people. Oh, now? <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> well, hi. My name is Joey. I knew this would be a problem. <laughs> This is my radio voice. Oh, gracious. <clears throat> I've got that radio face is what I've always been told. Um, That's not true. <laughs> what, is, what did you ask me to do? Introduce yourself. <laughs> I just did. My name is Joey Williams. Cool. <laughs> oh, my gracious. I, what do I do? You already yeah. said it. I'm worship pastor <laughs> at Connection Point Church. Um, and I make videos as well. And I'm a dad. I have two boys going on three, man. Yeah. And uh, camp director, Warrior Week. And I love long walks on the beach. (laughs) Very good, babe. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks Mm -hmm. for that. I feel like I know you so much better. (laughs) You should. Um, Well, Joey, we we would love to hear from you and just a truth that you've been clinging to or what God has been teaching you lately. So it's all you. Yeah. First of all, great job on the podcast so far. <laughs> thank you, thank you. What uh, is does what part of the connected life does this fit in? Out of curiosity, your relationship with God. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, uh, truth I've been clinging to lately. Um, it's, I, w- I mean, first thing that pops into mind is definitely about adoption. Um, so right now I'll give the, the listeners a context. We're recording this, um, before, right before Meg and I are about to go down to Houston, um, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, um, sometime in the next day or two. So this could be really awkward when we listen back to it later. (laughs) Um, there's, there's, Always a chance with adoption that sure. we're not going to bring a baby home. Um, but right now we're matched with a mom in Houston, and she's due yesterday. <laughs> and uh, going to be induced if she doesn't go into labor um, in two days. So the plan is for us to come home with a baby soon. 
even further context, um, we've been praying for a baby girl for the last three years is about um, when we decided we would like to adopt. And we had um, both agreed we wanted to continue to grow our family and would love to have a girl and uh, that we wanted to go about that through domestic adoption. Um, and so we've been praying for for little Ellie girl. And uh, <laughs> then two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Well, first um, we were matched with a well, mom that we thought was pregnant with a girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first we were matched with a mom in California. And um, and that was, I am terrible with the adoption lingo, but disrupted adoption. Mm-hmm. It fell through. <laughs> it fell through. Yes. Uh, she gets on to me all the time for using the wrong language. <laughs> it's um, true. <clears throat> I'm going to offend somebody out there. And the Just grace abounds, grace abounds. And the 10 connection point listeners that we have <laughs> listening today. Um, but yes, we were matched with that adoption in California. And about a year ago today, that fell through. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so side note, I'm keeping a journal, a five-year journal. And oh, yeah. so it's kind of cool because I get to look back at what I wrote last year on this day. And actually, last year on this very day, our church decided we were going to go portable. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. Um, and we were also going through this adoption. Man, last year was a tough year for yeah. us, too. Um, but uh, yeah, that adoption fell through last year. And then this year, we got matched with a mom in Houston through just a, f- a friend, um, family friend of a friend, and she thought she was having a girl. We were like, man, this is awesome. Um, and then uh, just about two or three weeks ago, she went in for kind of uh, to the ER. She had, what did she have? Labor pain. She thought she was going into yeah, labor. She thought she was going into labor and had a sonogram and um, saw something that didn't look like <laughs> made it look like it was not a girl so uh, yeah we over the next it was really hard news for us um, and a lot of people may not even know that but um, in our minds it well the truth is and the reality is that we still had a choice Um, you you have a choice throughout the whole adoption process until 48 hours until you agree to, to bring that baby home, really until six months or so after you bring the baby home until the adoption is finalized, um, you still have a choice. And so um, that long context story brings me to the fact that I feel like God has been teaching me so much about um, the fact that adoption is a choice um, and really love is a choice. Um, we... I mean, that's something we've always talked about in, in marriage is just that we can't love each other because of a feeling that feeling's going to come and go. Right. Um, and and I think that's great advice for anybody who's married. Um, but it's also so clear and evident um, in adoption, mm-hmm. which brings it to the gospel. And I feel like that's what God's been showing me lately is, is how cool the gospel is in the fact that when... Ephesians 1 says that we are adopted through Jesus Christ. It means that um, through Jesus Christ, he has chosen to love us. Um, He has chosen to bring us into his family. And um, man, it's just, it's just been, I mean, it's, it's those words that you read 
often and you hear often as as you grow up in the church or as you go through years of life in the church yeah I'm, I am chosen I'm adopted whatever like you sing it in songs <laughs> I like that I just those are not the words to the song um, worship, we now. worship leader Julie Williams <laughs> yes um, but as I just love how God reveals things to you and through just revelations um of whether it be reading scripture um, or just life circumstances like we're going through. Um, And he's revealed to me that he not only has brought me into his family um, through Jesus, but he chooses to love me no matter Mm -hmm. what. And so um, that's kind of a truth that I'm clinging on to and really keep coming back to that. Ephesians one that that I'm adopted into to his family and it's made me appreciate the gospel more. Yeah, that's so good. It reminds me of uh, just being like a being a foster parent. Um, we've had kids, you know, we've had eleven kids over the last however many years, and truth be told, there have been some that are hard to love. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I have to remember that, like, and it's, and especially because. Um, we just get a phone call, then they, we have, you know, prior to that phone call, we have no idea what child's coming into our mm-hmm. home. And we get a phone call and says, in two hours, I'm bringing a five-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. have fun. And, uh, <laughs> and some, sometimes those kids are, they're hard to love. And it would be very easy to throw my hands up and say, and there have been times where I've wanted to. And then Chase and I have contemplated at what point do we, do we throw our hands up? It's um, probably at the point when Meg calls and says, in five minutes, you're going to get a 34-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but, it, but I'm just, I'm reminded, like, it is, I, like, doing this is, it is the gospel. And, you know, like, in yeah. adopting, and I'm sure there were people that maybe said, you don't have to do this, or, you know, I know you don't want to do this, mm-hmm. or whatever, but, man, like, what a representation of the gospel that you guys are, are portraying for people that, mm. hey, like, it is, like, one, God doesn't mess up plans, right? You know, God God has a perfect plan. But two, being obedient and faithful in that mm-hmm. and, and showing people that it's not about, and I know that I saw somebody post on Instagram and I saw that you liked it or I don't know if you posted it or, but something about how um, adoption is not about choosing a child for a family, but a family for a mm-hmm. child. That's right. And, um what a powerful statement and like what mm-hmm. a, what a very clear picture you guys are, are mm-hmm. portraying for not only for the people around you, but for the world to see, you know, and it's, it's so beautiful. Thank you. That's, That's very kind friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really weighed heavily into our decision to go ahead and do it. Right. To go ahead and go forth with adoption was just because it is a, such a clear picture of the gospel and right. what an opportunity, like for the rest of our lives, lives, we have this just easy illustration here you go this is i mean we did this because he did it for us first um and so it's yeah that's one of the and then i i mean it just made me think of can i do i have just a second to share a quick story of when uh i mean one of the things that made me jump to being okay with adoption it took me a lot longer to get to be okay with adoption than it did Meg. Like the initial, like, yes, let's adopt. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's start this. Okay. I wasn't there for <laughs> many years. Um, but we went to uh, Watermark class. Uh, what was it called? 
Um, um, intro to adoption? Yes, intro, yes. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. called. But it's called, it had a clever name. I don't know. I don't know, one of intro those Intro to adoption yeah. is what I think it was called. It yeah. was wonderful if you're Tapestry? thinking about adoption. That's, the, that's, that's their th- foster care adoption okay. ministry. It was part of that ministry, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> anyways, um, they had a bunch of really great uh, speakers mm-hmm. and, and hosts and, and people that gave their stories of adoption, but... Um, one of the people that was there when we were there was Shane Bernard, um, mm-hmm. and he shared a story of how he, and I'll just really summarize it because I'm going to botch it up, <laughs> but they have adopted, and um, he, at one point, I think it was a little girl that they had adopted, was on the ground throwing a tamp- tantrum, and he just wrapped his arms around her um, and, like, felt this this picture of the gospel um like genuinely as he was wrapping her just hugging her um and I'll, i mean what i remember in my head was he was almost just crying with her um and forgiving her extending her grace um and this picture of him in his living room um saying i love you no matter what um and it's never going to be hard or it's never going to be easy it's always going to be hard, um, but for us to just, God's given us an opportunity to mm-hmm. extend grace. God's given mm-hmm. us an opportunity to um, to love a little kid and bring him into our family. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited about it and feel like he continues. I really think he's going to use this experience to continue to teach me about him the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much just for um, for coming on and, and joining us again here in the studio. Um, but just and just for sharing that you know just the some of the harder parts and and the just the the stuff that probably doesn't get talked about over coffee with you know on a regular day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know it is God's doing big things, and uh, I'm I you know just as an onlooker to your lives, I look forward to see just you know, what all God's going to do through this. So mm-hmm. thanks, well, thanks for sharing, Joe. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it was my pleasure. <laughs> I've worked at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Not really. Well, it's always fun to have Joey <laughs> Williams in the studio with us. You just, gonna get. It's true. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. That's the joy of living with him. <laughs> Um, but it was fun to hear what God's been teaching him. Um, yeah, that was really it was really sweet to hear. Um, now we're going to talk about our relationship with others. Um, just kidding. We're going to talk about our relationship with ourselves. That's what we're going <laughs> to talk about. We're going to talk about our relationship with ourselves. Um, and I, we know we talked about what could we talk about in this segment. And I think self-care is a big thing that people talk about. And so we just want to talk about for a minute what it looks like to do self-care um, so Ashley, what is your, what do you think of, um, when you think of self-care, what's the general idea of self-care? Well, you know, like when all the COVID stuff first started and we started, um, sheltering in place and everybody was staying home, I think that there was like this novelty to some people, like it was a, 
I mean, not that we get these in Texas, but like it was a snow day and right. it was like, now I'm going to have time to binge all the Netflix shows and right. to, to, I have that stack of books on my nightstand and I'm going to read through all those books and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get fit or, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm going right. to complete these projects around the house. It was, it was this fun thing. And then the fun wore off and it was right. like, wait a second, like we're this, we're stuck here now. And um, we, we ran out of things that we want to watch on Netflix. And our TikTok feed, everything looked the same. And we, we, we tried to learn all the TikTok dances. And um, <laughs> it wasn't as fun to sit on our couch and to scroll through social, social media. Because um, nobody else was doing anything Yeah, either. yes, exactly. Nobody's posting their exciting pictures or of even what they're eating at the restaurants because all you're eating right. is cereal at home. Uh, but or we do puzzles and we realize, oh, I... I hate doing puzzles. This is too stressful. Um, and so for a lot of us, we, we, ha- we have had this, this great opportunity to rest and, and to step back and just really take care of ourselves. Um, but I think the closer that we got to the end of the, where we were like, we had to stay home, you know, there, there was no school, nobody's working. The closer we got to the end of that, it, it really seemed like it was a lot more of, it was less taking care of ourselves and more of just finding something to keep ourselves busy. Right. And, and I know I felt I was very guilty of that. Um, and, and I love what Matt Chandler says, and, and this isn't like a direct quote, it's like a, a summary, but he says, find the things that stir your affection for the Lord and do those things. And find the things that steal your affection or don't stir your affection from the, for the Lord and don't do those things. And like that is self-care, is yeah. figuring out what it is that stirs your affection for the Lord. And, you know, Matthew um, eleven twenty eight. it says, Jesus is saying this. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In Psalm sixteen eleven, it says, you make known to me that path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And, you know, when I have a day of self-care, that's what I want to walk away with. Right. I want to walk away with rest and joy, yeah. not just having finally gotten 10 hours of sleep or <laughs> being able to say. Also I, nice. Yes, yeah. I do love sleep, but I don't like at the end of the day, I don't want to say I was, I finally finished a show I'm watching on Netflix or, you know, right. whatever. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but if that's the, the goal of my day, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really getting me closer to the Lord, right. <laughs> you know? And so, so thinking about that, I'm curious, Megan, like what, um, what stirs your affection for the Lord? Mm-hmm. What brings you closer to him? Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, um, some of the things that I just love, um, and, you know, I, I've heard this quote before from Matt Chandler. And so, um, and, and we've had conversations with our, through church and just mm-hmm. you and I with friends, like about Sabbath and taking time to rest. And, and that all comes around this stirring my affection for the Lord. And so, um, cause the desire is rest. Right. I mean, that's what self-care is, is getting to a point of, like what you said, rest and joy. Mm-hmm. If I know that my heart and my soul is at rest, um, then I feel like I'm loving myself well, sure. which sounds weird. But the verse, there's, I mean, it says love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And that whole verse, I mean, you you hear love your neighbor a lot, but the second part of it says as yourself, right. which means that you should love yourself. exactly, And you should take care of yourself. And so it's not something... Um, that is selfish or greedy, um, if you're longing for rest and joy, that is a gift that the Lord has for us. Right. I mean, that's what those verses talk about. And so for me, things that stir my affection for the Lord are I love on a beautiful day driving around with the windows down, mm-hmm. listening to loud, fun music, worship music or otherwise. 
I love laughter and games with family and friends. I love being near water. Um, I love live music, reading a good book, and I do love a good pedicure. (laughs) But the reason that I even say things like that is not because I feel like that's where rest is found. Mm -hmm. It's, it's that whole concept of what stirs your affections for the Lord. And so if I know that those things are gifts from God, mm-hmm. then I can enjoy them with a heart of gratitude for who God is and how he loves me. Right. That those are good gifts. Yeah. They are not the thing that I'm worshiping. I'm not worshiping my pedicure. <laughs> I'm not worshiping the wind in my hair with the windows down. It is a reminder of a good God who loves us and loves to give good gifts to his children. And that is where, I mean, you just said it, you make known to me the path of life in your presence, there is fullness of joy. And Mm -hmm. so if I'm experiencing those things with the perspective and mindset that they are, they bring me joy and they are from God, they are gifts from God. It is, it's causing me to love him more. Yeah. Um, good, deep conversations do that too. If I can have a good, deep conversation with a friend, um, that will stir my affection for the Lord. And so um, things that steal my joy or Mm -hmm. steal my affection would be overextending myself, um, busyness. I feel like if I just am running that hamster wheel Mm -hmm. and not taking time to slow down, then that's going to steal my affection, Um, which just brings us back to the idea that we need to take, that we need to rest, like that we need to take a Sabbath. Um, I heard recently on a podcast um, you can do more in six days rested than seven days tired. Mm. And just the encouragement to take time to be still and to rest. Yeah. Um, so, Ashley, what are things that stir your affection for the Lord or steal your affection for the Lord? I think the, the things that stir my affection, a lot of them are similar to yours. I, I love, like, sitting um, with friends over coffee or, um, or, like, sitting on, like, our back porch and just talking and laughing, but also just talking about life and, like, what's on our hearts. Um, I love to go, particularly, like, to the zoo. I think just because it's outside. I love to take my kids to the zoo. And, like, if we can go um, with our whole family, if Chase can go too, I love that. And it's, I mean, it's not, like, ponies and rainbows. Like, it's hard, too. Uh, but I walk away children, from that. Four and under. <laughs> I know. I walk away from that, and I do. I see my kids as just gifts, and yeah. and I am thankful um, to be their mom. Uh, I I love to sit in the hammock in in our backyard by myself, and just like with some music playing, and just some time of me. Like it sounds so cheesy, but like just looking up at the sky, yeah. and I I love it. It's so restful for me. And then the things that steal my affection for the Lord are when I don't get enough sleep. So if I mm-hmm. like choose to stay up too late, knowing that I need to get up early, right. it's going to steal my effect. Or if I, you know, or the opposite, if I, sometimes even if I sleep too late, if I, if I just, if I don't get the right amount of sleep, right. There's like this magic number. <laughs> yes. It's very rare that I hit it. <laughs> but if I get too much or too little sleep that I am not a nice person to be around and that I have no affection for the Lord. For the Lord. <laughs> At those times. Or anyone else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so that for sure steals my affection for the Lord. Yeah. Um, but also, I think when I um, when I don't have a plan for this sounds this and this sounds kind of counter uh, intuitive or it goes against what we would say about rest. But like even when I, I need a plan for my rest. Right. And if I go into a day and I don't have a plan, that steals my affection for the Lord because yeah. I. I, I appreciate the fact that God, God is a God of order. Yes. And I like when I have a when I have a Sabbath day, I have a plan for the day. I right. have a plan for and it's not like I'm not rigid and mm-hmm. there's a lot of fluid fluidity to it, but I have there's an intentionality to it. Right. 
it's when I get to the end of the day and I'm like, what did I do today? I have no idea because nothing was, I had no intention going into the day at all. Yeah. That 100% steals my affection yeah. for the Lord. But then also like watching movies that have, and this is going to sound very like uptight, it makes me sound uptight, but <laughs> movies that have like too many curse words, I yeah. can't. It just, it, it bothers me. I can't do that. Like that steals my affection. Anything mm-hmm. where I walk away and I feel like, Icky. <laughs> yes, I feel icky. Or like if my shoulders, if I realize right. my shoulders are tight right. and they're up, right. I'm like, well, this is not good at all. Yeah. So I have to be very intentional. I mean, like doing the dishes mm-hmm. steals my affection for the Lord. <laughs> right. And so on my days of rest, I don't do dishes. Yeah. We eat off paper plates and the dishes stay stacked up in the sink. Right. Because I, mama needs a self-care day. And if yes. that means mama doesn't do dishes, then you know what? That's fine. Yes, it is. So I, I, but I think it's important that, and I, when I first heard this quote from Matt Chandler, I had to write down, and again, going back to the intentionality, write down, okay, what stirs my affection for the yes. Lord and what steals my affection? And on, when I start to realize that I'm walking around with my shoulders <laughs> up tight, up, you know, near my ears, I need to, I, I'm, I have to stop and say, Ashley needs a self-care day. Right. Ashley needs a self-care moment. Right. So, I, I, and at the beginning, I would have to go to that list and say, okay, which, what are we, which of these things am I going to do right now? Right. Um, oh, that's so good. Well, and what's interesting is, I mean, God created us all so differently. And yes. so to sit down and be intentional about figuring out the things that, that, I mean, some of the things that I said that give me, stir my affections for the Lord could potentially rob other people sure, of their yeah. affections. Like Joey would never go get a pedicure. The idea of right. someone touching his feet would be terrible. And so yeah. it would not be a good experience for him. And so, yeah, I think it's so important for us to take stock of the things that really cause us to, because stirring our affection, it's another way of saying worship. Right. I mean, what causes us to be in awe and wonder of the God who created everything? Right. I mean, even just thinking about, you said, you know, laying in the hammock and looking up at the sky, I've been going out on my back, small little back porch and reading my Bible in the morning and just sitting in the good weather, hearing the birds chirp. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's a little bit cheesy, but it causes me to worship right? because I just, if I can, it just is sweet. I don't even know how it's to explain it, but that stir your affection is just another way to say that we're yeah. worshiping. Um, and we're all created to worship something. Yeah, And so exactly. we can choose. And I think we need to walk away from, I think in this time that we're in, that we've been in self-quarantine, a lot of the things that a lot of us have run to for self-care have been taken away. Right. We can't do all the things that we thought we needed to do, you know, that mama needs to do on a hard day. Right. Um, and those have been taken away, which makes us rely on the Lord so much more. Mm-hmm. And, it, and even for myself, it's made me check what are the things that I run to because when I have a self-care afternoon, a self-care day, a moment, whatever, I want to walk away from that knowing I'm closer to the Lord. Yes. And and not I'm just fulfilling a need that I have or I'm making myself feel better or look better or whatever. It's a, I need to, I need to walk away from this mm-hmm. with my affection for the Lord stronger. Right. I mean, I think you just said it so beautifully that with those two verses that the, the desire of self-care is... I mean, as a follower of Christ, our desire for self-care is to walk away feeling rested, deep soul rest, and feeling the joy of the Lord, being in His presence. Um, And so if you're listening and you are trying to figure out how to take care of yourself in this season, in any season, um, I mean, ask yourself that question. What stirs your affection for the Lord or what steals your affection? Make those lists. Mm -hmm. And when you need to 
take care of yourself, go look at that list. Like Ashley said, go look at that list and see what can I do that's going to just bring me to a place of awe and wonder and worship and stir my affection for the Lord. Um, And, you know, we want you to go out and practice some self-care. It's good for you. Do it. Okay, so now that we've talked about taking care of ourselves, we're going to talk um, today about what it means to love others out of the overflow of our la- of our lives, because we know that we cannot effectively love other people when we are running on empty. Right. And I've you know I've heard that before that we can't truly serve and pour ourselves out if we're empty. But I didn't really fully understand that until a few years ago. Jeremy Halpin, one of the elders here at Connection Point, preached um, on the story in Matthew 14 of Jesus feeding the five thousand and. This is probably a story that you may be familiar with, but if you're not, so Jesus comes to um, a crowd, and there's 5,000 men, so there's probably more with women and children, right. and um, they're all hungry, and the disciples are like, uh, what are we going to do? And they don't the have enough food. The disciples tell them to send them home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're like, this will never happen, right? Just yeah. send them home hungry. And um, Jesus says, they need, not, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. And all they have, they find a little boy that has five loaves and two fish. And and the disciples are like, this is all we got. And Jesus says, um, bring them here to me. Bring, bring what, bring the food. And, and what Jesus does is he performs a miracle. And with these five loaves and, um, two, two fish, he feeds the 5,000, which, you know, it's a huge miracle. Um, but what Jeremy said is, and it doesn't say this like verbatim in scripture, but the, you know, the assumption is the disciples were not able to carry enough food for 5,000 people in 12 baskets because Jesus broke the bread, gave it to the disciples. And then it says the disciples carried their baskets and fed the people. Mm -hmm. Well, they can't, you know, there's no way they could carry that much food. And so the idea was that they would go and they would pass out their basket of food Mm -hmm. and they would return their empty basket to Jesus who filled it back up. And then they walked back out and fed more people. And when I heard this, that's when I finally realized I got the visual picture of what does it mean to, um, that I cannot love other people when I am running on empty, that I have to keep coming back to the source. Mm-hmm. Um, because what a true value that we, what, how true that we have to continue to keep going back to the source. We, when we want to serve others, we're, we're, we're offering them nothing yeah. if we are running on empty. And so, Megan, I'm, I'm curious because I know that there's many times where I've done it. Where have you served or when have you served out of your own strength? And what does what, had, what did that look like and what was the outcome? Yeah, I mean, I feel like nine times out of ten I'm trying to serve out of my own strength. Um, maybe not that much, but I often will catch myself um, feeling depleted mm-hmm. because I am trying to, you know, and even in our own homes we're trying to serve our kids and our spouses or the people that we live with, if it's roommates or whatever, like just loving the people that are around us and that can deplete us very quickly. Um, And so I think a lot of times I will try to serve um, out of my own strength. You know, I've really have felt it in seasons. This is real, the real, (laughs) Um, but even just serving at church, you Mm -hmm. know, like you know that it's good and right to be serving, um, but you know, there are some Sundays when I'm like, or weeks before Sundays when I know I'm, I'm scheduled to serve and I'm like, oh my goodness, like yeah. I have nothing to give here. Um, and man, what a sign that I am not connected to the source um, that's going to give me what I need to, to, to show up and serve with a joyful yeah. heart. Um, and I know I'm not alone in that. No. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's, 
it, and it does, you feel like a, almost like a burnout. Like mm-hmm. the, it is not a joy filled experience to try to serve from a place of empty. It right. just feels like a burden. Yeah. Um, and so how about you? Have you tried to serve out of your own strength, Ashley? <laughs> I think the most, and probably because it's the most, uh, opportune, uh, it's, it's It can happen every day and it probably does happen to an extent every day, (laughs) but just in being a parent, that's, I mean, that's as a, you know, as a stay at home mom, that's my primary role is being a mom. And, um, there are many days where I, the days that I have not started my day with the Lord Mm -hmm. are the days where it is very obvious that I am operating out of my own strength. Yeah. And I know that by lunchtime at the latest, because I am, lunchtime comes a lot quicker so that nap time can come a lot quicker because right. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do it anymore, you know? And, and, and that's where I know. And I've had friends too that have like watched me parent, you know, obviously pre-quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like if we've been out and I, like I have one friend in particular and I remember her, she, say, she said it to me once and it was very convicting, but she was like, where's your strength today? Where's mm-hmm. your strength right now? And it was just kind of like that, ooh. Oh, that feels terrible, but also what an yes. amazing friend that yes, is to yes. say that. And, and, it, and that was the first time that I realized how often I parented out of my own strength. Yeah. And not, because I think, oh, I need the strength of the Lord to do big things. I yeah. need, I don't, but the truth is I need the strength of the Lord in every day. Every Everyday things. Thing. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think about, you know, this makes me always think about like a sponge mm-hmm. and that you cannot, no water is going to come out of an empty sponge that right. you have to go back in. That sponge has to go back and be filled up. Um, and a, a prayer of mine, you know, when I'm <laughs> being intentional about this is I want to be filled up to overflowing right. so that what comes out of me as I serve other people or as I parent or as I, as I'm a wife or do biz, my run my business, that what is coming out of me, what is overflowing out of me is, the fruits of the spirit. Right. I mean, that's the whole concept of abiding. You know, you, we, he is the vine and we are the branches. And right. so when we abide in him, then we bear much fruit. And right. the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And so those are all the things that we want to have when we're serving other people, when we're just interacting with other yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Like all of those fruits. And so we cannot do that if we're not abiding in the vine and remaining yeah. and, and being connected to the source. So what does it look like for you if, when you need to tap into that, when you realize, oh, I'm, the, I'm serving out of my own strength, what does it look like for you to like return to the source like those disciples were doing with their empty baskets? Yeah. You know, when you were talking a second ago, I was thinking as frustrating as it is to be reminded that we are functioning out of our own strength, it is the kindness of the Lord that brings us to repentance. Oh, yeah. And so the kindness of the Holy Spirit in us reminding us that we can't do it on our own, mm-hmm. that, the, that, that frustrating moments that rise up in us mm-hmm. is a reminder that we cannot do it in our own strength. Right. Um, and so in those moments, you know, I'm so thankful that because I know who God is and because I know that He is our true source of strength, um, a lot of times, um, not all the time, <laughs> I wish I could say all the time, but most of the times I think, um, I know that I need to take a, take a beat, like mm-hmm. take a moment. And, um, I go back to that verse that I talked about a couple episodes ago where, um, just if I'm feeling overwhelmed that he has good works and it's right. set on advance, I'm his workmanship. I'm, there's good works in advance for me to, 
to do today, um, or I, I turn on a worship song. There are a few um, different songs that almost immediately bring me peace when mm-hmm. they start. And so if I'm feeling just that anxiety or overwhelmed, I will turn to worship music and, mm-hmm. and turn that on and just let that fill my soul. Um, and then other times, maybe a, some scripture will come to mind, and yeah. I need to just speak that over my heart and mind um, to be reminded that he is my, my source and my strength. Mm. Um, what about what, what does that look like for you? I think for me, a lot of times it's saying out loud, Jesus, like, I'll say, Jesus, come quick, or <laughs> Jesus, give me grace, yeah. or Jesus, get me through this, get me through until nap time, get me through this hard weekend. Yeah. Um, but there is something in my brain that happens when I say it out loud, mm-hmm. it, when, I, when I voice my dependence on the Lord. Yeah. Um, it is, it is retraining my heart to, uh, to tell myself, Ashley, you need this. Like you need Jesus. You, you, I'm, I'm glad that you recognize that you need Jesus, but I think too, it's modeling to my kids that, Hey, mama needs Jesus. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We all need some Jesus, you know, it's true. Um, and so that's a lot of it. And, and just saying, man, because there are a lot of times where I would love to, I, I want to like go into another room, just mm-hmm. get, let, let me have five minutes. Right. Um, but that's not always an option. And so if it's just Jesus, get me through until I can have those five minutes. Yeah. And, and it happens. And, that, you know, I have the strength until I can have that moment where I can, you know, look in scripture or pray or um, even to reach out to a friend and say, Hey, like I am running on empty and yeah. I need, I need your, I know that you are overflowing. So I need you to flow into me, <laughs> you know, give me some of what you got. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's being honest. You, what we have to be honest with the depravity of where we are and our true. need for Christ and our need for his strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just encourage you guys, the listeners, um, stop and think like, where, where is your strength coming from today? Yeah. We're going to be your friend today that yes. says, where's yes. your strength? Where is your strength coming from today? And what does it look like for you to tap into the strength of the Lord, to run back to Jesus with that empty basket, knowing that he will fill it? That's right. That's so good. Well, friend, can you believe it? We are wrapping up episode four of this podcast. This is just so fun. Um, And we hope that we really do hope that this is an encouragement to you. We've heard some feedback already and it's just been so fun to hear from you guys um, just how this has been an encouragement to you and how it's impacted you. Um, Because that's what we want to do. We just want to give you some a quick little encouragement for the day, for the week. Um, So today, based on the things that we've talked about, maybe today you need to be reminded that God has chosen you like Joey had talked about, that God chooses to love you and He delights in you. Um, Maybe you need to practice some real, true Um, self-care. Be reminded that you can cast your burdens and cares on the Lord and that He gives you rest or that in His presence there is fullness of joy. Um, Or you might need to return to Christ and let Him fill you up and really, really tap into the source of strength that He has for you. Um, Whatever it is, we just hope that you take the next step um, and see what God does with it. Um, I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening, friends. Y'all have a great week and stay connected.